Hello, hello, and welcome to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Hi, everybody. John the announcer here. And man, oh, man, do we got a cool show coming up today. She's joining us in studio. And this lady is some kind of versatile. How versatile? She's an amazing tribute artist, a really good singer. And she's also a mobile minister. She's the gypsy mobile minister. Yeah, Joelle Rigetti is here. But first, we bring on the host. Here is comic impressionist Rich Natoli. John, the announcer. Happy New Year, buddy. Oh, Happy New Year, Rich. Happy New Year. And we continue to roll along in 2022, or as Joe Biden would say, 2020. (laughs) <laughs> did you hear what he said the other I, day? I, I did hear that. He said, we're looking forward <laughs> yeah. to a great 2020. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Joe, that was two I, years ago. I don't want to do 2020 again. <laughs> no. You know, if you're going back to the future, you'd go, avoid 2020 and 2021, will you please? <laughs> Take me into 2022. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully 2022. Well, we got uh, Joelle Rigetti in studio. Yeah, Actress, singer, musician. Yeah. She does it all. Does it She's all. right here. In studio with us, and Joelle uh, is going to be in the movie that we are starting to shoot on Sunday. Yeah. Our movie called Faith Wins, The Wild Card of the Strip. We start shooting in uh, Riverside, California for... uh, few days and then we, we continue to shoot in vegas yeah very very exciting yeah and joelle is playing the uh female pastor uh emily the role of emily in the movie oh, and you nice. are playing the judge overruled the judge yes it's, so too, it's, bad. Great... it's too bad i don't get to say that in the movie yeah, well we can throw that in <laughs> well, I don't, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what we'll we'll this but the good thing about the scenes in this movie is that we can you know we can change different things and add different things as we go and uh Oh, thank oh, you. Mark's fabulous. got some coffee. Asking you shall Mark receive. Hayes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> sure. Thank you very much. There we go. We're on the air drinking What a guy, coffee. what a guy. Yeah, we are. We're drinking coffee here. So, uh, so Joelle, how are you? Uh, one moment, please. One moment. Please stand by. I wish I had the Jeopardy music. I'm on. fabulous. How are you? <laughs> so what have oh. you been doing? You did a holiday show and everything? Oh, my gosh. I've been so crazy busy. Um, yes, I did a New Year's Eve show with Carmen yeah. Romano at, uh, at Chianti, Dolce Chianti. Uh, how was that? Was that Cucina place pretty crowded out New Year's Eve? Packed out. Yeah, 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 we yeah, did yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have a novelty that I do in my mm-hmm. show. I don't know if you know this or not. It's a novelty. So um, I bring this black top hat and it's all lit up with lights and truth be told and i tell this from the stage Mm -hmm. i was with lance burton for almost 20 years and during the show um he always had this black top hat and um it was in his dressing room it was an actual ice bucket and on the last night of the show in 2010 he gifted me with that ice bucket and um i leave it at the front of the stage and um i tell the guests Especially on New Year's Eve, Drop if, you money come up, in there. if you come up and rub the rim, yeah. you're going to get lucky. But if you lift the lid and you put a dollar in, it multiplies. That's what Lance told me. <laughs> That's my novelty. There you go. Well, as Joe, as Joe Pesci would go, put the cash in there. That's Drop it. some cash. That's it. And find jewelry while you're at it. <laughs> Don't you love that? In Home Alone, when he goes, oh, that house has a lot of cash and fine jewelry. <laughs> you're hilarious. Oh, my no, gosh. That's so good. So you, you were there. Now, who you performed with? Uh, Carmen Romano. Uh, she's uh, he Carmen. Uh, Carmen. I don't, you don't know do I Carmen. Know, I don't think I know. Oh my gosh, Carmen. he was with the Blues Brothers forever. I don't know Eric. Carmen. We got to get him on. So Car- oh, we he's never amazing. Had Carmen he's, on, did we? Carmen is no. amazing, and um, I was on tour with uh, Carmen in New York. Um, mm. Him and his partner Eric, who passed away a couple years ago, they they were the Blues Brothers for years oh, wow. with Legends and Concert. Yeah. But Carmen is actually um, he's in New York on Broadway. Oh, and God, he was God. home yeah. for a little while. And so he joined me and we did a whole, um, it was a themed show, a masquerade ball show. Mm-hmm. And we did a whole Sinatra thing. And um, yeah. and then I did uh, some tributes to Sammy Davis. And yeah. we did a lot of duets cool. like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra duets. Yeah, so he, he's going back to Broadway then now? Mm-hmm. He's, he's in a show like right, running right now? Yeah. Good yeah. for him. Um, they're actually... Um, I, I'm sorry, I don't know the name of it off the head, off the top of my head, but um, yeah, he's been in New York for the last couple months doing that. So is everything back open in New York? Now, are they doing? Well, is Broadway booming again? Or I, are they getting? I think some of it is, but I think you yeah. know, with certain things, it's yeah. it's not. Bucky Heard, 
actually yeah. co-wrote that show that he is in oh, in New okay. York, and I think he got connected up like yeah, that because yeah. Bucky's a lot of does yeah. a lot of stuff here in Vegas. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so then, um, and so now you played that. Do you play that the studio? Is that that place at all? There's another. There's a, there's a few local rooms now that there's are, are there's open now. Yeah, no, I don't do that one. Yeah, there's um. What's the other one, John? There's another one that I tell it? you what I I am doing every month. I'm at the Tuscany in the Lounge. Oh, the Tuscany. Okay, yeah, and there once a month I'll be there on the I think it's the 17th. And that's where 19th. you used to do that other show, Rat Pack, in there, right? Well, Rat Pack is is in the Copa showroom, and I'm in the Lounge. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm there every third Saturday of the yeah. month. I'm at the Tuscany, and mm-hmm. um, if you want to know where I will be, my website joelrigetti.com has everything that I'm doing, and I'm somewhere every weekend until the middle of the year yeah good good i know rita so. plays over there too right rita lamb is over there senior living yep yeah yep all good well you know i want to play okay we have a song that um so one of the songs that's going to be featured in faith wins the wild card of the strip movie oh, which yeah. starts shooting on sunday <laughs> that uh this movie that we're all part of is um you have one of your songs we're using in the movie that is a great uh great faith-based song and we're going to play that for you right now and it's called What's it called? Across. It's, it's called Across. Okay, I yeah. I wrote that on And I'll day. tell you about the, the I'll tell you about the song when we come back. Here's Across. Across. Tired of fighting 
that's a great song. That's Joel Rigetti singing that song, Across. Tell us about that song and how it came about. Okay, so a good friend of mine that I grew up with named Dave Kaufman, he was a pastor in Sacramento a mm-hmm. couple of years ago. And um, uh, one afternoon, this gentleman named Carell wandered onto his property, sort of similar to what's going to happen mm-hmm. with me, with, with your character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gentleman was a, he was a very wealthy contractor in California, and he fell off the roof of a house, and he lost everything. Wow. Anyway, he ended up on the property. Is that Dave? Is that Dave? Can oh, we let, put let, him on? Let him tell the story, yeah. Let Dave, so... Set it up, who Dave is, let the people know. Okay. Dave Kaufman is a dear friend of mine. He was the guitarist for an 80s rock band called Love Hunter. He was a very, they, they were on the cusp of fame. They have a few records on, right. and he's a songwriter now and happens to, joins me. Is he on? Yeah. Okay. Can I hear morning. him? <gasps> Hi, Dave. Morning, Joelle. Morning. <laughs> Good morning. I everybody's name. Okay, uh, you have um, Rich Natoli, who is the star of the movie, and also he's a comedian and an incredible entertainer. And then you also have John, John the announcer, the announcer, who also plays the um, plays the uh, um, the courtroom uh, judge. So anyway, say hello to Dave Kaufman. Hey, Dave Kaufman, how are you, buddy? That's good Rich. Good morning. So good to be with you this morning. I'm in Spokane, Washington, enjoying about two feet of snow in my driveway. Uh, Oh, gosh. Wow. It gets cold in Spokane. Uh, I'm telling you what. But uh, it's beautiful. Other than that, kind of reminds me of, uh, well, I don't know, Winter Wonderland. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, the song is awesome. We just played it. Did you hear it being played? I heard the tail end of it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. We just played it. It's a great song. So tell us about the song and how it came about. Yeah, as Joel was sharing, uh, Carell, he was a gentleman that I met through my, I was a pastor, and he went through a program to get back on his feet. He was a contractor in California doing really well, and then one day he had an accident, fell off a roof, and the accident was so severe that he spent all his savings and everything, and in the process he became um, addicted to alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he went through a program, and that's when I met him. He came came to me afterwards and i said you know I'll, I'll hire you we'll get you back on your feet he was my janitor one day he's he's doing some work and and he's coughing really bad and i said you know Carell, that doesn't sound good you need to go to the hospital get checked out and he came back and said uh you know dave i've got stage four cancer and they gave me six months to live and i'm like oh, whoa so he i said well we've got disability we'll put you you know we'll take care of you we'll help our best you know and visit you and no, he goes no, no. I work in God's house. I want to stay here and work every day if I can. This is where I feel like hope and, and health. And wow. that's the words in the... So he inspired the, the words, give me hope for today. He, I would pray with him, on the, and I'd say, God, just give him the strength he needs to get through today. So that's the other words in the chorus. All that to say, Carell was the inspiration behind that. He lived a, a full life up until the day. Of, I just happened to walk in behind him when he was working on another day, and he... Uh, it started coughing again, and I said, well, let's get you back to the hospital. And that was the last time I saw him conscious, because God took him the next day. Wow. Well, and how old was he? Oh, he's probably in his early 50s, 48, 49. Wow, young. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, wow, that's young. Wow, that's it. Well, well, the song came out of that, which is great, and we're going to feature it in the film. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll talk about maybe the music video thing, too, down the line that Joel was talking about. Yeah, I mentioned that. I mentioned that. So, yeah, I'm a part of a strong Christian community up here. I've already been, you know, kind of prepping the prepping the stage. So, whenever you guys roll it out, we're ready. Yeah, well, this country needs more uh, more uh, Christian hope. ministry and hope. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. they do. Yeah, everything that's going on. Dave, I'll be seeing you real soon. Uh, we have an '80s reboot reunion that's happening in February. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of '80s bands here in Las Vegas, and Dave was a part of one very large band called Love Hunter. And um, uh, during COVID, we all kind of got together and, and made Joel and the Gypsies mm-hmm. this heavy '80s rock band thing. And it actually includes Chris Jason on the drums mm-hmm. um, and. Sam Campagna, who's the bass player who was also in another band in the 80s called, what was his band called? Dave? Crash KO. Crash KO, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so there's a bunch of 80s bands um, that are performing uh, the weekend of the 17th of February, and Dave will be in town and we'll be, we'll be jamming out, and we very well might think about doing that song on stage, but we'll talk it over. So there you go. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Um, blessings to you for a great new year and uh, onward and upward. Yes.
It was so nice to meet you guys. Love Blessing you, Dave. <laughs> Bye, Dave. Bye. Take care. Wow, is that crazy? That's an awesome story. Yeah. yeah. I want to mention also, Joelle has got a, a company called the Gypsy Mobile Ministry where yeah. she can go anywhere and marry people. Yeah. So, so check this out. Yeah. So in June, um, I've been in seminary and Bible college for the last three years, and I will be graduating. How fitting. You're playing the pastor in the Yeah, movie. there you go. So I'm going to be graduating as a real papered minister. I know that's crazy, but oftentimes people say, are you a real minister? And I can say, yeah, I am. So I'm as soon as I graduate, and then I'll get married, and um, I want to start um, doing more more uh, hospice care and helping people to cross over. Mm. Um, and so I'll either marry you or I will bury you. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Isn't that something? She'll marry you or bury you. I'll marry you or I'll bury you. Woo! Hey, Cher would love to tell you like that is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, she buried Sonny, didn't she? Did. she? <laughs> that rat bastard, he hit a tree. <laughs> hey, you know when you're skiing and you hit a tree, they call it a bono. <laughs> okay, enough. I'm done. <laughs> well, it could be called a Kennedy, too, now. <laughs> and one of those guys had a tree too. How about that? And then what's what's up with the trees? Uh, but uh, no, that's so cool. Okay, so now you do the, you do uh, you you're going to be doing your your role in this movie, and then. Um, you have other, what other live performers? You're doing stuff, mostly stuff in town. You go out of town. So um, aside from doing my uh, lounge acts, I have a lounge act called Joel and the Gypsies Trio. Um, it's just an acoustic unplugged thing. And we play um, bars and lounges all over Las Vegas. And my schedule's up on Um Aside from that, Chris and I have a show that we created that we put up in November that we are re- we're putting it up again in February. It's called Cash and Carter. Mm-hmm. So Johnny Cash was married to June Carter. She had quite a following and a name for herself. She was a songwriter. She was kind of somebody before Johnny Cash came along. And so what we did was we took a lot of their old songs and we recreated their live show. And um, so it's called Cash and Carter. And uh, mm. we are performing at the Italian American Club um, February. And I'm, uh, if I have a calendar in front of me, I'll get the date. 26th, I believe. It's Sunday. Mm-hmm. And people can get tickets yep, uh, at, online at, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, IAC. IAC Vegas. Vegas.com. And it's the Cash and Carter. I think it's $65 for dinner and a show. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, live band. Yeah. We have a still string guitarist and mm-hmm. um, just incredible. I mean, an, you, an you know who was at the Italian American Club on Christmas night? John, do you know that? Mm. Joe Pesci. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Joe was Pesci that, was there. I'll be yeah. darned. Yeah. He was looking for cash and fine jewelry. <laughs> Joe well, Pesh. I met him, you know. You did? So was he nice? I did the rock and roll uh, golf tournament mm-hmm. when VH1 had the rock and roll golf tournament. Yeah. And I was a caddy in a showgirl costume. I drove around on the back of a, <laughs> of a, of a golf cart. And he was on my team. Wow. And so I got to hang with him the whole day on this golf cart. And he didn't want to be bothered. You know, he's very yeah. kind of. Kind of private, reserved, Um, and and uh, but it was pretty cool. I have all these pictures with him in this black showgirl costume in the middle of the summer. I thought I would die. (laughs) The things we did for a buck, right? Oh my god! Salute. Well, we're going to take a quick break, as Johnny Cash would say. We'll be right back right after this. That sounds more like (laughs) June Carter Cash. (laughs) Folks, you're tuned to the Vegas Voice on AM fourteen hundred. KSHP Las Vegas, the Vegas voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. Folks, it really is the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Stick around. Joel, Rich, and I return following these brief messages. Wayne Klingman, or you might know him better as Mr. Big, is out handling a dispute, but he did want to say thank you for listening to Vintage Vegas Crime Blotter every week. He also wants to remind you you can get copies of his books on Amazon. Just simply search Wayne Klingman, that's spelled C-L-I-N-G-M-A-N, again, Wayne Klingman, for the best in Vegas reading materials. Hi there. I'm pretty sure I'm Bruce Baum. And if you like hot sauce, you're going to really like my new Noggin Blast organic hot sauces. Available at NogginBlast.com. These are hot sauces the whole family can enjoy, depending on how you raised your family. Every bottle is signed by me, whether you want me to or not. So if you want some, it's at NogginBlast.com. That's N-O-G-G-I-N. B-L-A-S-T. Noggin 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 Blast.com. Noggin Blast.com. 
Psst, Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The quick and painless commercial break of Vegas Voice Exclusive. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. We are back with singer, actress, and gypsy mobile ministry, I Marry People, Joelle Rigetti is here in studio. And Joelle is a... Uh, an actress that's going to be playing the the role of uh, Emily, the female pastor in the movie Faith Wins, the wild card of the strip, set to start filming on Sunday. And uh, she's also doing, you know, gigs all over town and all over the country as a singer. And you also you're graduating. You're graduating soon from uh, yeah. June. Right? Uh, I think it's June 7th. I graduate from Calvary. <clears throat> so that was uh, how many classes did you have to attend a week? How did that work? So um, uh, it's all online, mm-hmm. which is really oh, cool. Good. Yeah, so saying. the whole program is online. It's fully accredited. So a lot of people say, you know, well, is it an accredited college? Yeah, it is. It's accredited and uh, it's a seminary degree. It's a it's a biblical theology degree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And so tell me about the, the, the biblical uh, psychology class. All right. So currently I'm enrolled in this uh, psychology class. And I, every class I always say, this class is going to be the death of me because mm-hmm. I always think, you know, why me? Why do I have to go through this? But this class is really interesting. It tries to explain why psychology and science um, is taking people away from biblical truths right. and the world is covered up with you know self this and i i and me me and work on self first and you can't love others unless you love yourself mm-hmm. and which you know typically is true but god says i am the counselor the great physician and i can heal anyone you know and mm-hmm. so um that's kind of the concept and uh, it's interesting yeah. yeah and so how long was it were all the courses how long how, how they're long? eight weeks so eight weeks of this of the online eight stuff, weeks. and you had to do it every day a little bit each day, or how'd, how'd... Um, I kind of schedule about four days a week, mm-hmm. and I spend several hours in my office. Yeah. Uh, typically, we we have to write papers, and um, this week I'm listening to a lot of lectures. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of um, doctors and things that you know, Christian doctors and psychologists, and um, you have to listen to these these different yeah. things. And so um, you you. Started as an actress or singer when you started? Was uh, it kind of both? Well, I, you have a sister that's an actress too. I right? do. Yeah, yeah. she uh, she's quite a bit younger from uh, than I am, um, Amanda. Um, but yeah, I you know I grew up in the watching my dad, who was he was a bassist, mm-hmm. but he was um, the security guard for Elvis. for Elvis. And so I grew up watching the Rat Pack and watching um, Elvis perform on stage and Anne Margaret, and I kind of got the show business bug. And yeah. then my uncle played saxophone for Sinatra. Yeah. And so um, I got a chance to grow up around these people. And, and at that time, you know, you dressed up in gowns and women yeah. were women and they were Well, you had to elegant. get dressed to go to the... When you couldn't go in casinos without a coat and tie at nighttime, I think, right? No, yeah, you had yeah. to have a tuxedo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nowadays, you ask somebody, "Do you have a tuxedo?" They look at you like you have four eyes. You know, they're like, "What? What's a tuxedo?" Go, Isn't that what pain? Can I wear, wear? a <laughs> Can I wear a black suit? And you go, "It's a tuxedo. <laughs> like, it's not the name of a cartoon character. It's an actual. <laughs> it's an actual suit." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and so now, now your boyfriend Chris is playing fiance. a role in a movie. Fiance. Fiance. Yeah. fiance. Is he playing that? He's uh-uh. playing a role in a movie. Yes, he right? is. Very excited. What's about the role that. again? I forgot what it is. Uh, he's, he's doing the agent. The agent. At yeah, the end of the, the movie, he, the he's playing the book. Agent. And you know, he, he like wants to. He's been watching a lot of Sopranos, so that he will um, be a uh, very soprano esh. Yeah. He wants to be kind of that Weisenheimer guy, which is what they used to be. He could do that. Yeah. yeah he so he's going to be the wise guy. Hey, you know, hey, you know, I you know don't not that. really. It's not working out here. It's hey. not, you know. But if you want to, you know, if you want to grease me a few dollars, you want to tell me a funny, grease well, the I, palm. I'll tell you a funny story. Howie okay. Mandel told me when Howie Mandel was opening for Diana Ross at Caesar's Palace one time years and years ago. Right, mm-hmm. it was one of the first real gigs that he got. Right, and. Uh, they, they, he did his act, and he would do this thing where he put a glove over his head and blow it up, this <laughs> rubber glove, and he did silly stuff like that, right? Yep. He says that the mob guy called him into the office, <gasps> and he goes, 
like he said, just like this, just like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He goes, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and he goes, what do, what do you mean? He goes, you're putting things on your head. You're doing this silly stuff. Don't you have any mother-in-law jokes or any jokes <gasps> about your family? We've had Shecky Green here. We've had oh, we've had Pat God. Cooper here. He goes, yeah, yeah. the people are laughing at you, not with you, Whoa. like that. And he goes, he goes, it scared the heck out of me. <laughs> he goes, I, I got. He goes, and he goes, the guy was like a real monster. <laughs> like, oh, that's what it was like, right? In Vegas, that's crazy. Well, you yeah, were here then. I was here <laughs> then, and you know, my dad worked for a lot of yeah. these people. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the corporate did not run Las Vegas. The boy Boys ran Las the boy, Vegas. Well, Wayne Newton told me yeah. he's, they would come in and they would bring the mistresses in the mink yes. coats and they would yes. sit in the front in the booths. And he goes, and they all wanted to meet Wayne after the show. So he told me, so he said, I said, well, well did that make you nervous at all? And, he, and Wayne Newton, the way he talks kind of gravelly now, Wayne Newton goes, well, there was just a couple of things that you never asked him. And I go, well, what was that? He goes, you never said what do you do for a living, and is that your wife? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Unless you wanted to uh, find yourself uh, in the desert under yeah. a rock. If you uh, stayed no. away from those two things, you yeah, were yeah. fine. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They, but they ran the town. They did. They really did. And, you know, I mean, there are times when this town still resembles a little bit of that because mm. this town is still very small, and there are still certain people that are in positions that you can pick up the phone and, and make a phone call. There's some of it that's old school, but then again, mm-hmm. it's it's all under the corporate um, umbrella, you know. Yeah, it's 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 just amazing that how the corporations even got such control of the things. Well, I think know? they had to because le- they had to go legally legit. Yeah. they had to go legit because the government kind of came in, they stepped on toes and they made it to where, you know, as the electronics became more prevalent and became more that everyone you either get on the ele- electronic board or you don't. And yeah. if you don't, you're left behind. Yeah. And I think that um, you know, even the mafia families, they had to find a way, you know, cuz they could get away with so much before, but now you can't get away with anything. You can yeah. Get tracked and uh, on your you carry a cell phone you've got a tracking device on you yeah you so know? they're still probably involved in some of these uh hotels oh, I, think, I would think to a degree behind the scenes i don't know i mean you know some of these old you wonder if caesars is still yeah. inadvertently money was involved somehow well you know the riviera know. was the big well was yeah a big, when they blew that up uh, they blew that up blew that up right and the, uh, <laughs> what was the other one the riviera and then there was stardust the, which one? Hacienda. The Sands. The, the Sands. Sands, yeah. The Sands was the a The landmark. Big, yeah. Yeah, those, those were, were all, the good old days. Those were all... Well, Wayne Newton owned uh, the Aladdin at one time. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. They, I graduated high school there. Oh, at the Aladdin? The, uh-huh, in the Performing Arts um, oh, you did? Center, yeah. Oh, that's crazy? cool. They had the, yeah. <laughs> so what was the town like at that time? Because it was just, how, there wasn't a lot of hotels. It was, the, mm-hmm. mostly it was the strip and a few hotels downtown, right? And there was a couple of hotels downtown. I tell you what, when I was a teenager, we would drive up and down Fremont Street in our cars. They had 99 cent Heinekens. Yeah. And um, we would get out and do Chinese fire drills. Someone would run into the, um, into the, uh, hotel and grab the beers and get back in the car and we yeah. weren't old enough to drink but we did anyway you know um we did horrible things when we were teenagers i don't know about you. My, I'm, i was i don't know i don't like my son to know about these things but anyway yeah the town was um it was smaller it was connected if you wanted to get a hotel room you picked up the phone yeah. and you could call and get whatever you wanted if you wanted sh- uh, show tickets if you wanted front row to the Van Halen concert. They give it to you for free, right? They I mean, would get just, well. They had the the major D's, and yeah. yeah, they were all they were it was all connected. All comp, yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah. today, for example, I'm trying to book a suite at Resorts World. I've been yeah. on the phone for two days. Yeah. I had to get put on a list to see if I could get. Does anybody know anyone at Resorts World? Because yeah. I need a room. Yeah, <laughs> for my <laughs> wet, for my honeymoon. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it was. I was at a, a, a the Tropicana with my afternoon show years back. Right, and they misspelled my name on the electronic billboard. Oh, so they put an I at the end instead of an E. So I go up to marketing. I say I need to, you know, just change that with a couple of keys. They could yeah. change that in two seconds. Yeah, it took 
three and a half weeks. Of course. To get one letter on an electronic billboard because you got to talk to Bob and Bob's on vacation. And, oh, Bob says, oh, no, Alice does that. And mm-hmm. she's not available. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? I know. In the old days, the mob guy would go, Vinny, get on the freaking ladder. Get over ladder. there and fix the get thing right now. Get on the right ladder now. and fix this guy's name. If not, name. I'm going to take care of that thing it's for you. It's an Italian name. <laughs> fix the Get spelling. that thing. Take care of that thing. Did you do that thing for me? If you didn't do that thing, I'm going to do that thing for you. Well, you know, when I, when, when I worked with Wayne Newton at the Tropicana, there was yeah. an old Cuban man who was a maitre d' there, and he worked for the mob guys. Yeah. And I asked him, what was the difference about working for the mob guys and working for a corporate America? He said, oh, huge difference. It's night and day. I said, give me an example. He said, well, back in the day with the mob guys, he goes, they would come up to me and say, I got a party of about 25 high rollers coming in here mm-hmm. after closing. Mm-hmm. Will you uh, hang out after the shows and take care of them for me? Mm-hmm. He goes, and I'd say, absolutely. I'd stay. He goes, I'd stay and I'd wait on them, take care of them, whatever they needed. They would leave. The mob guy would come over and give me an envelope. Yep. I'd open the envelope. There'd be three months of cash in it. Yep. And they'd say, thank you for staying and helping me. We'll take care of you. Yeah. I know. And that's, that's what, what they, they did. did. He goes, now, corporate America asks you, they don't even give you nothing. No, they don't give you a thing. Yeah. They don't even give you a cup of it's coffee. Horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's just different. And, you know, um, part of what I like to do in my business is on the internet, I thrive myself on reviews because if you take care of people, they will take care of you. And, you know, part of what has not dwindled are relationships. Relationships are still very much mm-hmm. um, in the forefront of life. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, you know, you have to take care of people. You have to do the right thing by people. If we've lost the mob, we have to keep the the healthiness of relationships and doing the right thing yeah. and keeping your word. We were talking about this before this, mm-hmm. this began that there's a lot of flaky people <laughs> that their word is what not worth anything. And I try to teach my son, you know, honor your word. If you say you're going to be somewhere, show up. Yeah. You know, if you're going to call somebody back, call them back. Don't be a flake. Now I'm not saying I haven't done something and let things fall through the cracks from time to time, but however, that's what's being lost today is okay great use your phone use your thumbs but pick up the phone and call somebody be communicative look somebody in the face don't be a jerk you know and 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 i just i feel like that is something that the mob did well well you know yeah and i think i think uh, the reason why a lot of people do that is because there's they get so narcissistic that they don't think they're not thinking of other people Mm -mm. they're not thinking of who they affect when they don't show up for the gig Mm -mm. you know who's affected by that or they're showing up late they're they're just thinking about i just came when i came here you know and that's not how you do business that's not how you 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 work in the workplace i'm telling you it took i'm on a list to get this room at the uh resorts world i'm Mm -hmm. I'm on a waiting list for a phone call and i said to the lady this morning who do i have to go talk to to get to reserve a suite bigger than a like a um you know, a, a, a bungalow or some kind right. of a bigger place. Like, right. who do you have to, who do you got to stab? <laughs> <laughs> who do you got to stab? Who do you got to stab to get a phone call back? You know, we're talking, oh, to, we'll call you back in 48 hours. Uh, right. We're talking to Joel Rigetti, uh, gypsy mobile ministry.com. Is that your? gypsy mobile minister? Gyp- oh, I'm sorry. Gypsy mobile minister.com dot com is her website for you want to get married, folks. You want someone to, uh, to, uh, to a- initiate, initiate a funeral. Y- yeah. Yeah, I'm doing. You know, there yeah. you go. Uh, Joelle is your person, and she goes wherever to marry. I, like within what Mary and Barry. How far yeah. do you go? Well, you know, if it's within city limits, uh, the mm-hmm. packages are included with for a certain price. If you go mm-hmm. outside, did you know that the BLM? The Bureau of Land Management owns majority of everything on the outskirts of the city. And if you don't have a permit for Red Rock or Calico Basin or yeah. Valley of Fire, any of those places, it's a thousand dollars. I'm sorry, it's a ten thousand dollar fine if you get caught marrying someone out wow. there. Wow. What? So I have a permit for seven magic mountains. Have you been out to this place? No. Right in the entrance of Las Vegas as you're coming in. If you look off to the right when you're entering Las Vegas from the fifteen, there are these seven large rock formations and it's called the seven magic mountains i was able to obtain a permit and these are like obtaining finding a slice of gold because people do not give up their permits i've been on a waiting list for red rock for 10 years to get a permit 
so I could go out there and marry people. So when people call me and say, I want to do a wedding in Red Rock, I go, well, get a permit. I can't help you. If, you, right. if I get caught out there, I'm not paying the ten grand. Yeah. You can, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wow. Because people probably don't know. They don't know these rules. No, right? they don't. I mean, they come to they Vegas. Don't. They go, let's get married in the desert. And you go, yeah, it's not know. the desert. It's owned by BLM. Mm. BLM yeah. owns that. And the ranger drives around, with, hey, boo-boo, with the picnic basket. <laughs> says, that'll yeah. be ten Put grand. Put the ten grand in a picnic basket. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll hey, call Joey and he'll cut your finger off. Oh, anyway. uh, we, we got <laughs> remaining <laughs> moments with Joel Rigetti. But we're going to, uh, right now, can we play the Faith Wins song yeah. by Jenny Tolman? Jenny oh, Tolman. Which will also be featured in the movie, in the beginning of the movie, and again at the end. Yeah, she was here at the Tropicana during fabulous uh, show. I went during and saw rodeo her, week. hung out with her and her oh, dad all night. Awesome. Yeah, that was a, that was a great, great, uh, fun, uh, fun night that night. Um, Jenny Tolman singing uh, "Faith Wins," uh, the song for the movie "Faith Wins." a timeshare well face the facts you made a mistake you made a bad purchase a timeshare is not an investment it's a money pit that continues forever if you use your timeshare that's great but if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract call my friends right now at the timeshare exit hotline they're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-824-5131. 800-824-5131. 800-824-5131. That's 800-824-5131. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. 
And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnies.vegas or call us at 702-JOHNNIES. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827. This is Dr. Phil talking at you. You know all those messed up kids you see on my TV show? Well, they're not book readers. Your kids need something fun to read. That's why I recommend American Stonehenge. It's a modern adventure story filled with great characters and mysterious plot twists. For a free preview of the first four chapters, go to jimmyandandrew.com. That's jimmyandandrew.com. Use promo code RICH25 and receive a 25% discount. Go to jimmyandandrew.com and use promo code RICH25. Get your kids reading. That way, they stay off my TV show. What were you thinking? Celebrity Voice Impersonated. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Nadoli. We are back with Joelle Rigetti, uh, gypsymobileminister.com. She marries people. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're going to start she laughing. Marries, every she's a singer she and an actress people. as well. Uh. And... Uh, one of her songs is featured in the movie we're doing, Faith Wins the Wild Card of the Strip. And uh, you can also go to uh, IAC, the Italian American Club website, IACVegas.com. To February get tickets, 27th. To is get tickets the show. for her show at February 27th. Cash at, and Carter. Cash and Carter show at the Italian American Club. And so now you were, I saw you in the Lance Burton movie, Billy Toppet. Yes. So I thought yeah. you did a great job of that. Thank that's you. why we wanted to use you in this movie. Oh, that's so kind, Rich. That. Thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. You see, people discover people. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't discover me from my Fresh Balls commercial because I did Fresh Balls. If you want to watch that, it's on my joelregetti.com website. <laughs> yeah, that's the other website, joelregetti.com. Yeah. And so tell, tell me about the Lance Burton movie, how that came about. So um, we were finishing up the contract at the Monte Carlo and Lance called me in the dressing room and he said, Joel, I want to know if you want to be in a movie with me. And I said, Lance, I would be honored. <laughs> so anyway, it took five years and five we years? shot that movie. Yeah. Five years from the time Five years that? later, yeah. Yeah, it took Why five so years. Long? Because there were so many people in so many different scenes and to get yeah. everybody on the same day, it really was yeah, yeah, strategic. Yeah. You know, you had a lot of performers in that movie mm-hmm. and each scene, you know, took time. And um, and not everybody was in the same city at the same time. Who directed so. that movie? Lance. Oh, Lance directed mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah, he, he directed it. Yeah. And him and, and um, Michael Goudot, they wrote the film and they kind of co-directed it. Yeah. And um, Johnny Thompson actually did some... He's passed away, you know, Johnny. Johnny Thompson. I didn't know Johnny Thompson. You didn't know Johnny Thompson? No. Oh, my gosh. He was like the guru in the magic world. Oh, I didn't know him. But no, no. Um, uh, he kind of uh, was sort of the mastermind. He worked on a lot of Chris Angel stuff that mm-hmm. he did. And he worked on like um, a lot of uh, stuff with Penn & Teller. He directed and produced a lot of the stuff for Penn & Teller for their... Yeah. Um, now, are they back open now, Penn and & Teller and, I, yeah. and Chris Angel? They're, yeah. They're doing Yeah, their... they're all doing their thing. Um, and they're still doing stuff on, on national television as right, well. Right, mm-hmm. right, I know these things because I take hot yoga with one of their, um, Georgie is one of Penn and Teller's assistants. And oddly enough, you know, I have to give Penn and Teller a shout out because they don't feel that age, um, takes a toll on a performer and they don't think you have an expiration date. Unlike some producers that feel that you have an expiration date. Um, I've been told in the past in several shows that, well, you know, you have an expiration date, so get off the stage. Nobody wants to look at you. And I just think that sucks. But anyway, they said that to who they said that to. I've had that being told to me. They in the say past. that to singers and dancers. And yeah, to women, absolutely. Ugh. Men are a different story because I think men can get older and gray, and they look more handsome. Women get old and fat, and their boobs hang to the floor, and they get round in the middle, and then they're they have an expiration. <laughs> and then we should become I comics, I, mean, I guess. I, mean, I don't no, know. Nobody tells Louis Anderson to get off Hello? the stage. Walks out they there ask and goes, Louis to eat "Where's more my butter? <laughs> I want my butter." Yeah, they just Joel, give him- <laughs> They told me to get off the stage. He he doesn't expire, but I women expire. expire. I don't get that. That's want, so rude. I will eat on stage. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I worked with, uh, you remember John Panette? He was a fabulous comedian. Uh, yes, I do. John Panette, people, if you don't know who he is, the last episode of Seinfeld, he was the really big guy they pulled out of the car. Well, John Panette was a great stand-up, oh, yeah. stand-up comedian. And I worked with him at the Aloha Towers for a Colgate-Palmolive convention. And it was me and him, 12,000 people in Hawaii, right? So I'm on stage, and they told me, do 30 minutes and then introduce John, right? So... I'm doing my act, and I got about five minutes left, and I look over, and Panetta is sitting there laughing, and he's eating a giant hoagie <laughs> sitting on the stage. And of I'm course. thinking, he's on stage in literally like four minutes. I have to introduce him, and he's eating, right? So he's eating, he's eating, he's eating, and then I get to the point where I actually, I'm introducing him. He's still eating uh-huh. as I'm introducing him. Then he hands the rest of the sandwich to the stage guy, gets up. Walks out there in front of 12,000 people. He was hilarious. You know who Told does him. that every night is Drew Anthony, who is the, the <laughs> Dean Martin in the Rat Pack. Chris will come home and tell me stories. He eats right until he goes on. He will have a hot dog. He's got a hot dog in his mouth. And, <laughs> the, and, <laughs> and then he walks out there and goes, whoa, and the moon. Yeah, yeah. Your eye. Like a big <laughs> pizza. He's eating a piece of pizza in the wings, and he's got something in his tooth, and Chris will go, you got, you know. Oh, you got you got some bourbon to wash yeah, this down. Yeah, yeah, oh. That's what they do. Oh, my gosh. Really? Some people can do that. You know, Jay Leno's kind of like that. He can eat and then walk on stage. It doesn't bother him. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm like burping the whole time yeah, if I, I can't do, that. do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. But people do that. So, okay, so the Italian American Club. 27th of February. 27th of February. Every third Saturday, I'm at the uh, Tuscany. I'm at Chianti. Uh, you got to check the website. For Chianti. Yeah. Um, I'm also at the Sterling Club in February. I mm-hmm. think it's on the 16th, which is a Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, I'm just all over the city. That, that place has I'm been so doing happy. entertainment for a while, the Sterling been, Club. Yeah, huh? they've been doing entertainment I for know, quite a while. I um, know um, uh, Kelly plays there a lot, right? Kelly, yeah, Kelly does. Um, I think she's more at the Nevada Room now. Uh, I went to see her there. See, there's all these rooms I've never even heard. Yeah, I know the Nevada Room. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say that. Um, aside from you know, I have I have a day job that I do besides performing in the clubs because mm-hmm. I'm not just a lounge lizard, but I also work at Ventura Munitions in the gun store. Yeah, that's right. So I'm at the gun store um, part time. If you need any um, uh, weapons or any um, bullets, we surely have a lot at Ventura Munitions. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think I'm going to have to go over there and pick up a few. A few rounds. I, you know, I didn't know a damn thing about a gun till COVID, and I yeah. lost my job, and I had to find something, yeah. and I found the, um, my dear friend Walter got me a job there in the back on the computer, and um, I finally bought a Glock. Do you own a, a firearm? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. I, but we... Yeah. But uh, I, but we we're also uh, specializing in selling the deer hunter home game. We have that. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's that boo boo in the picnic basket as well. Yeah, that's BLM. BLM's going to be all. So you want to do more acting, Joel? I do. Yeah, yeah I uh, I actually just got off the phone yesterday with a, another producer that's doing another faith based film. Oh, good. Uh, it's good. a horror film and offered me a role in that. I'm mm. reading the script currently. Well, you know, work creates work, and you and that's I hope it. you get a lot of stuff out of this thing. You know, Thank you. Know, you. I'm so great grateful to you no, no, and your I'm team. I'm happy to help anybody yeah. that, that deserves to be helped. Well, can... let's hope that uh, it's really okay. successful and that it it affords the homeless community the, the help exactly that they right. need. And we got uh, we got other things in planned right planned right after that that we're going to use the film to launch. So good, Joelle Rigetti. Much success. Can't work to wait to work with you on, in the movie. And uh, we will be back uh, next. Uh, no, we won't, next Thursday we won't be here, but we will be back after that. Thanks. Yeah, very good. You, you're going to be busy. I'll be busy. And uh, folks, Rich and I do this every Thursday morning at ten, and we love it when you come by to say hello. We know there's a thousand things you could be doing. The fact that you've chosen to spend a little time with us, it means the world. It really does. And don't forget to check out the Vegas Voice magazine. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. I'm John the announcer. We'll talk to you next time. From the Vegas Voice Radio Studio, it's the Vegas Voice Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. Everything you need to know to avoid becoming a target of elder scams. Now, here's your host, the publisher of the Vegas Voice, Dan Roberts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another segment of Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. I'm Dan Roberts publisher of the Vegas Voice, 
And our goal is to inform you of all the bad stuff that surrounds our lives when we answer the telephone or reply to emails. I don't know about you, but lately I received quite a few telephone calls from individuals claiming to be debt collectors. I've gotten all kinds, from robocalls telling me to press one for more info, to others that claim I owe money for something I never ordered, to even claims for stuff that I know I already paid in full. Even worse, some of these so-called collectors even threaten to call the police to have me arrested if I do not immediately pay. Some even claim that they are the police, or even more frightening, lawyers. Now, rather than engage in an extended telephone call that you know you can't win, I found the perfect statements to ask to see if their claims are legit. Before you even think about paying, one, find out who's calling. Get the name of the collector, the collection company, its address, and phone number. At the very least, you'll throw him off his game. And if he refuses to provide the information, well, you know what to do. Two, get some validation information about the debt. Did you know that by federal law, within five days of contacting you, legitimate debt collectors must validate or tell you the amount of the debt, the name of the current creditor, and how to get the name of the original creditor? Again, force the guy to tell you all information. And if they refuse, well, you know what to do. Number three, and this is the best response yet, just dispute the debt. Say it doesn't exist or was paid months ago. Make them send you proof in writing. And if for any reason they don't have your home address, you know the guy's a scammer. Four, finally, don't even think about responding to any threats. If the caller threatens you to have you arrested, suspend your driving license, Medicare privileges, or Social Security payment, it's a scam. End of story. So what should you do when you get that telephone call? The answer is simple. Hang up the phone, hang up the phone, and hang up the phone. I do have one suggestion if you have any questions or concerns. Contact me. Afraid they're going to arrest you? Have no concerns. I'll post your bail. Just email me at dan at thevegasvoice.net. That's dan at thevegasvoice.net. We'll have more scams in future segments. Until then, this is Dan Roberts, hoping that everyone stays safe, be smart, and to always slam those scams.